Hey, I'm Robbie Kramer. You're listening to the Leverage Podcast, where we discuss using your social skills to hack dating, travel, finding your dream job, and becoming a complete man. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. We've got a very special guest, a good friend of mine that I met last year. Uh, in a very cool location. He's the captain of the Azalea Luxury Cruise Ship, which is a 40-meter yacht that's uh, over 120 feet, for those of you uh, math challenge guys at home, um, that cruises around the islands of the Maldives. Uh, Amazing dude, amazing ship, uh, really cool job. So I'm really happy to have him on the show. So uh, welcome, Shafat. Thank you very much, Robbie. Yeah, so let me uh, give a a brief background on how I met Shafaz. Um, We have a mutual friend who lives in Ukraine who owns the rights to shoot the Playboy calendar and uh, Playboy magazine in Eastern Europe. And uh, he was basically, you know, renting out your ship and throwing parties on the ship doing Playboy shoots. And uh, at the beginning of 2018, he invited me along and uh, we had been friends for a couple of years, and I mean, who doesn't want to go on a ship with a bunch of Playboy models for a photo shoot and party for a week? So uh, I brought some friends along, and we had the week of our life, uh, to say the least. And uh, we ended up going back three other times um, throughout last year, 2018. So I spent I spent almost a month on the Azalea, if you can believe that. I mean, obviously easy for you to believe, Shafaz, since you're on it all the time. But for a uh, a random you know, land lubbered like me, <laughs> that's a lot of time to be on a boat for, for a year. Um, and I've interviewed a bunch of people, but I've never had a ship captain on. So tell us, uh, like, just give us a little background. How'd you fall into this line of work? And, you know, tell us about being a captain of one of the best uh, boats out there in the Indian Ocean. Oh, well, thank you very much, Robbie. So um, I have been a diving inspector for previous years. And as a diving inspector, I have been cruising from place to place to do the diving and you know that there are plenty of places that you have to go cruise and do the dive so that's where I get into the boat and get into the captain uh, job starting from a dive boat captain and then I I go I get the license to be a yacht captain so I have been doing this for the last 15 years and uh, finally, I became the captain of Azalia, which is a special job and a special location, as they say, in Maldives. And uh, it's been very great doing a great trip, a different kind of trips, and especially the trips we did with Robbie, with Vitaly, especially those Playboy uh, photo shoot was fantastic. And we had really, really great time. Yeah, man. I mean... <laughs> Some of the best uh, weeks of my life, for sure. Um, so you're not just a ship captain. Uh, you're also a businessman. And I love interviewing guys uh, on here who travel and have interesting jobs. You know, that's kind of what the podcast is about. Um, and I know you just won that contract to build the bridge or to do the tolls on the bridge, correct? The, in the bridge that they're opening that goes from Airport, airport Island to, to Mali, which is the capital, correct? Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. The, you know, how did you win that bid? What does that mean for you and for business and, yes, and for the Maldives? Uh, time, time to time, time to time, I'm also meeting a lot of businessmen in Maldives and also some other countries. Also some 
special business people come to uh, my yard, we meet, and then we do organize some uh, part of the project for them, whatever happens in Maldives, which I can handle. So lately I was doing a project to do the toll of the new bridge constructed in Maldives. So this is uh, exciting to be part of something big in Maldives. So, um, and how did you get that? Some other how, did you, how did you get that contract? Because I know, like, I mean, who doesn't want to do the tolls on a bridge that everyone has to take when they fly into the country, right? So it's a. Uh, I don't know if yeah. you can share. Yeah, it was on an open beat. So uh, I have uh, a friend who is doing those kind of businesses. So I introduced this project to him. So I asked him to uh, bid for it. And I was uh, navigating him to the correct path to do the bidding. And uh, so we, uh, at the end, we decided to bid it together as one company. So that's how uh, we bid it. And we are the best bidder. So that's how we really got the contract. So yours was the most uh, desirable bid. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, now, another question, or anything else you want to explain about that? Because it's a, a really interesting deal. Like, how long will that last? And what are the, yeah, it's big money, right? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's actually easy uh, if you, if you have the right people and uh, if the right people uh, who is working uh, for the project, any project is, I think, uh, easy to, to get it than uh, just be a broker, right? So uh, luckily, I have a, a friend from Singapore who is doing this business for ages. So he knows exactly what it has to be. And also, uh, there are also some bit it has, different form of mask given, so you have to focus on that. So luckily, this bit more than that of price, it is more technical uh, way of getting the mask. So we actually proposed the most technically good uh, toll system, which does not have to queue up for the toll payment. So in Maldives, there's a lot of motorbikes and things. So if people have to queue up for paying the payment, that's not very reliable to do this job. So what we have uh, proposed is something that keeps going through and automatically the payments are cutting out. So nobody is holding, so our whole bridge is having uh, the cameras and things can detect the, the motorbike or detect the car. And eventually they will have a bill at the end of the month to pay. So that's the kind of system we will. So uh, as uh, as you are the special specialty in many technical areas, it is actually easier to, to build those kind of things. So um, mostly the people who I meet in, uh, in here in Maldives, even though the last 15 years are mostly business people. So whenever anybody needs help uh, or if the government of Maldives or a company of Maldives is looking for somebody to do a business. I'm always uh, sending the information to my trend partners, and then they usually involve me on it. That's yeah. how I get into those business. Right. Yeah. Well, you meet so many, you know, wealthy, influential people. Um, you know, being the captain of the Azalea, I'm sure there's opportunities happening like that. Maybe not that good, but a lot of interesting opportunities, right? 
Yes, I suppose. Now, I don't know if you you can share, but I've heard some rumors that there's been some pretty famous celebrity guests aboard, like Bill Gates and Elon Musk. Can you confirm or deny? <laughs> Uh, no, no. Some of the connected people uh, uh, comes over uh, to Australia, but uh, I'm not gonna say the name of the guests or the people who are the board, But we have been uh, sometimes some of the millions have come with their own yacht, but mm-hmm. Australia has been used time to time as a support yacht for their yacht. So right. we have been cruising together with those. Uh, wealthy billionaires as well. So we have met some uh, good number of people here. So. Yes, uh, very cool. Uh, I figured you couldn't say the names, but... Uh, <laughs> um, so what's it like, uh, you know, a lot of the people listening are always interested in how to manage a group of people. Um, and you do, like, what I've noticed about your ship is, no pun intended, you run a really tight ship You've got an awesome crew. Um, what is it, like 12, 14 guys or something? Yeah, we have 13 on the support, including because we also have a separate support, uh, a traditional dive board, which is uh, always following uh, with Azalea. We use for fishing and diving and other activities. more. Uh, convenient and safety-wise, uh, safe for the use and the small zodiac for diving and other excursions. So, uh, including the dive boat, we have 13 crew on the boat, yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so you have, you've got the main ship and then there's the the uh, dive boat. That's a pretty big boat on its own, right? That's got to be, what, like 10 meters long or something? Uh, 63 feet. 63 feet. Okay. Um, and then you also have got the uh, the skipper boat, like the the water ski boat, and then the two wave runners. So <laughs> it's a lot of uh, a lot of boats yeah. like cruising all together. Uh, so what is it like managing, you know, thirteen people? Yeah, the good thing is once you have a very very good crew, it's very easy. And also, all the crew we have on board is multitasking. So uh, we can also when I arrange the holidays for anybody at any time because we always have somebody as a replacement because everybody can do everything, most of, most of the things. So uh, the most difficult person to replace the chef, as you, you can see, the food on the boat is very good and that is our best compliment always. But uh, we also have a second chef who is same as him, but our main executive chef is very good, as you experience that, right? Yeah, the, the food's so, amazing. Uh, yeah, since, I mean, I have been changing the crew time to time if I have find a difficulty with it. But right now, I have the best crew I can get, and it's the ease of operation, uh, operational wise. And also, we are very much fully booked, and usually we are getting bookings in advance, like one year ahead. So, um, uh, Quite busy, quite busy all year. Yeah. Are you responsible for the marketing side of things too? Uh, yes. Um, I'm doing the whole marketing thing because mostly I have a lot of connections. So uh, it's actually an easy job for me. Like every business is connections. So for that reason, uh, I'm doing all the marketing, but we also have some online guests 
but we also get some online requests as well. So that we have an office in Mali who is uh, who is doing the marketing as well, mostly reservation. But most of my direct connections are coming through directly with me. Yeah. And was it? Did it take a long time to set up all those connections? Um, you know, because usually, typically, how marketing goes, you know, in the beginning, it's very difficult and you're putting in a lot of time and not seeing a lot of results. And then once you kind of hit a critical mass and you get a ton of referrals, especially in this sort of business, I'm sure you get a lot of referrals. Um, but what, what did you ever have to deal with that in the beginning? Um, yeah, it is a challenge because nobody knows that this is a real uh, product. And uh, so we have some promotional offers at the beginning so that uh, help us to... Uh, have some bookings, and then after we start getting some good reviews, and then later on, once it become once it become a known brand in Maldives, that might my job easier then. Yeah, of course, it's the challenge of making it into a brand. That's always difficult. Yeah. So what's uh what's your favorite part of being a captain, and what's your least favorite part? Oh uh, well, you know, I love to be on the sea all the time. So that is my most favorite part, and I can tell you something. Uh, unique and interesting about being me because I was born on a on a ship, not on a land. So that's you know, Maldives is a small uh, country, and also the country of ninety nine percent water. So uh, my mother was uh, traveling from one island to the other, and I was born on the way. So I was born to be on the ocean. So I'm always <laughs> happy and feeling well while I'm on the ship, right? So being in the ocean is the favorite part of it, you know, mm-hmm. other than uh, anything else. And what about the least favorite? Um, being on the boat? Oh, yeah, just as your job as a captain. Yeah, but you know, when you have a job that uh, what you love to do, there's nothing to be least favorite, right? Right. And uh, always interesting to take the challenges, uh, also interested to sometimes we have the stormy weather and uh, encounter it. And it is very interesting, you know, to have a different kind of wind, different storm. And it's also always the experience and the knowledge, how to maneuver within it and how to manage the yacht. And that is also a very interesting uh, part and a lot of knowledge. Yeah, I was super impressed by the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> by the way you guys handled on the, we've only had one bad day a rough day at sea for the three weeks that i was on the boat in 2018 um we were doing a long crossing and it was just like terrible weather and crazy waves and one of the jet skis it was like the the boat was going up and down so much through these swells one of the jet skis actually fell off the back of the boat and um one of the crew members dove in in like i don't know how high those waves were but way higher than I would have ever <laughs> been comfortable in. Um, he dove in, <laughs> got the jet ski. Like that was just like out there in the fucking ocean, open, open ocean. And he drove it back and managed to like somehow rig it back to the, <laughs> to the boat. We, we have the whole thing on video. Actually, it's insane. I was just in the room, like scared for my life. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was the end. And we had some girls like with life jackets <laughs> on in their beds. <laughs> When you look at the video, it doesn't the the sea wasn't as bad as we thought it was. But when you're sitting in your bed and the boat's just going up and down, 
<laughs> that was a pretty crazy thing. But like, I mean, dude, having that guy jump off and risk his life to get that jet ski, it's pretty, uh, you know, that's some good uh, team players <laughs> on your crew there. Yes, uh, that was the, the, because that was a short channel, but unfortunately the swells get bigger. And I mean, we have experienced much, much rough days. So, I mean, we are quite comfortable with the situation as we are always on the sea, right? Right. But the jet ski was uh, flipped out, so the best way is uh, instead of uh, stopping and picking it up, just uh, let it run. You know, we are almost arriving to the next plateau where the protection is. So that's uh, a decision we made, and I believe that was the right decision to do it at that point. Yeah, I mean, you got to just kind of barrel through it, I guess, right? So when... Uh... Yeah. Well, if I can ask you some other stuff, just not so much about the captain, just about your life in general. Um, what are you doing typically? Like how 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 much time do you spend on the ship? You know, per month or per year? How often are you on it? Usually, that uh, I'm spending two to three weeks uh, in a month. Okay, and what do you do the rest of the time? I know you're traveling a lot. You're going back and forth from Europe, right? No, sometimes I'm also going. Um, some uh, business trip to Europe. Sometimes the items we buy for the yacht, uh, I prefer to see it by myself and buy it, other than just order by online or something like that. Mm-hmm. So some weeks I'm traveling, mostly in Europe, or sometimes I'm just taking a, uh, off and uh, go somewhere holiday. Sometimes I even go to my home island, which is far away from the city. So I use it uh, different, but I never stay in the city taking a holiday. <laughs> right. Did you have any, do you have citizenship in Europe? No, 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 I don't have, but I have um, um, a business visa, which is uh, like uh, five years last, so I can always go and come back and spend 90 days on a, on a visit. So I don't have any issues as I'm, I'm not living in Europe and it is hard to live there though. With right. the weather. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather be in the, <laughs> in the good weather the whole time, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's very cool. Um, aside from the tr- crazy trips we do, uh, do you have any other uh, interesting stories or anything you know in particular that stood out on any of the trips that you want to share? With Azali, I have done uh, a long trip once from Red Sea to Mali. So that's like a 25-day it's a trip. So I went to Red Sea to uh, bring Azalea to Mali. So we had been cruising uh, on Red Sea nice and smooth. And suddenly, when we are close to um, Eritrea, you know the country Eritrea, right? Uh, which country? Oh, yeah, Eritrea. I'm looking at a map. So, yeah, did you have to take it? So the boat was in the Red Sea. So you had to pick it up and cruise it back to Mali? Yeah. Okay. You didn't have to go through the Suez Canal, did you? Yeah, so we are coming. So right, right after Sudan, there is a country named Eritrea. So we, we faced a very bad stormy weather suddenly in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So we decided to anchor somewhere else. So it is dark and uh, the maps are not very clear what's there and so on. So we just anchor somewhere outside Eritrea. The next day morning, there was a a Zodiac holding an anti-aircraft gun. And it's around like 6 o'clock in the morning. They're just shooting in the air Fuck. and asking us to follow them. 
Okay. So we we just follow them and uh, they guide us to a harbor inside Eritrea. So we went there. So at the beginning, the guy on the zodiac is having a, a colored uh, colored dress. So I was thinking that they're pirates, you know, in the pirate zone anyway. So, but when we arrived to the base, I see people in uniform, so I understood they're not pirates. They are official military of uh, Eritrea. So unfortunately, we anchored uh, a military base right our right in outside the Eritrea. So that they are not happy that we didn't ask them for their permission before anchoring, oh, which I should have done. You know. Right. So, so uh, I tried to explain them. Um, so they took me to their holding uh, kind of cell, keep me there for like two days because most of them don't speak English. So I had to wait until somebody speaking English arrived. Ugh. So the guy came and then he was trying to ask me why you anchor there and you know I was trying to explain uh, and I also showed the images you have on the ship. One of the glass has been broken and uh, I told him like very frankly, guys, we don't have any money to give. We are just a uh, ship and a crew. We are going to the molly. So if you guys want something from us, we can give you some uh, cigarettes and soft drinks. So <laughs> we gifted them some all our cigarettes we have. And all the suffering, and then they just let us go. You know, no, nothing uh, more to worry about. And uh, we immediately went to Djibouti. So we just stopped there and uh, we supply our drinks and uh, cigarettes, most importantly. And then from there we came back. That's a rough trip for Azalia, but the, the ship was really, really good in that kind of ocean. So we managed to cruise back in like another nine days. That's a crazy story. So you went from thinking you were being, uh, you know, basically taken by pirates <laughs> to to going to jail for a couple of days yeah. and, and getting out of it using soft drinks and cigarettes. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what we have. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there is a. So much of uh, so much of stories to tell. If you meet a seaman, you know that that's always. So right now we're talking about Azalia, so uh, that's a, a one start of story of Azalia. But you know, different different things happen, right? Right. But uh, that's a good story. Shit. Yeah. Do you've never? I mean, it looks like on the map. I think I asked you this when we were on one day. I'm like, you ever have any problems with with pirates? But you're so far from the Somali coast and. Madagascar, Mozambique. Most of the pirates are kind of over there, right? Yeah, I mean, when you when you come out of Red Sea, then you will before India North, and there's an area called uh, Arabian Sea. Mm-hmm. It's like really rough three days, but uh, it's because from Strait Arabian Sea to Mali, then we will be getting close to an island called Sukutra. I think you see the map. Mm-hmm. Right below uh, Somalia, that you can see an island. This is the most most famous pirating uh, island. So we uh, usually, when we cross the channel, we try to go at least 100 to 200 miles away from Sukutra so that the pirates will not get that far away from the from the island. Yeah, I see that there. It's kind of right as you get out of the Red the uh, the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. Or Aden, however you pronounce that, and there's that uh, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Sokutra there, 
And uh, yeah, so yeah, so to avoid Sukutra, we go towards Oman. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you pass Yemen, and then you pass, you go towards Oman, and from Oman, then we head straight to Mali. That'd be an interesting cruise to uh, to go from. Could, could you go from Mali? I mean, I guess you could go through the Red Sea and through the Suez Canal to like Greece or something. Is that a uh, is that a possible route? From Mali to from Mali to Greece through the Suez Canal. <laughs> could you do it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's easy, you know, it's no problem to do it. But um, I don't think we're going to do it with Azalea anymore. <laughs> because uh, maybe we might we might do some close and trips like to Seychelles, uh, to Sri Lanka, uh, Andaman Islands, something, something nearby, not, right. too, not too far away, though. But uh, in Maldives, in Maldives, it's... It's more challenging cruising uh, than I think any part because mostly we are cruising at night. Mm-hmm. So, so many reefs and uh, uh, islands all over. So we go like like a snake, you know, not like a straight line. Right. Now, what's you know? I've heard rumors that the Maldives will only, you know, it, it's only a matter of time, like fifty or sixty years, until the whole country is underwater. Is there any truth to that, or is that just bullshit? I mean, I'm not a scientist, but in my opinion, it's just a political rumor. You know, that there is. Um, I don't believe it's going to happen. Yeah. And the reason why is that we are on a specific location on the on the globe where we have just one meter above the sea level, and we have been here for uh, even more than for existence. I think uh, before Jesus Christ. So. Yeah. Uh, all these years we were existing here, and there, there could be a lot of tsunamis, a lot of other things happen in the ocean, but Maldives still exist. So, yeah, it's not going to happen, and there's no reason to believe that we will be washed away from our existence, you know, because we have been, the Maldives was existing before Jesus Christ. So, right. why, how, why should it happen now? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's good because uh, it'd be a shame. It's such a beautiful part of the world. Um, so tell us, you know, we have a few more minutes here. Tell us about some of the trips you guys do. I mean, obviously we do our crazy trips with you guys. You're like the only ship we would ever do them with because it takes, you really need a cool crew and like the right people to put on a trip with a bunch of Playboy models because like we tried to do a trip in the south of France and we had these, uh, Instead of doing like a, a big cruise ship like we had with you, we had these small catamarans and we had uh, some of the captains of the catamarans were like weird with the girls and disrespectful and annoying and we had to deal with that shit. Um, so it's it's pretty interesting to planning these parties. You know, I've planned these parties now for a little over a year and finding the right venue, you know, whether that's a villa or a castle or an awesome ship that's the hardest part if you have the the perfect venue everything else is great and the the best thing about you know the azalea your venue is is the crew and the food and the fact that we don't have to do anything like planning that party is so easy because we just show up the food is amazing all the time the the crew cleans your room twice a day like you know you guys set up amazing barbecues on the beach and uh all sorts of different, you know, trips to deserted islands and there's wakeboarding and water skiing and and scuba diving and snorkeling and all the awesome stuff. So 
you know, it's so nice to be able to just like <laughs> book the trip there and not have to deal with the rest of it. Uh, yes. Uh, I mean, we are promoting Azalea as a tailor-made charter. So uh, if there's a client who is looking for a tailor-made, so we can tailor-made to anybody with any expectation. As you can understand, that we're giving a five-star luxury services, food with your preferences, and also all the all all the things what the client requires, we, we make sure it's available on Australia. I, I even asked for you to bring uh, golf clubs so I could hit golf balls off the back of the ship, and you brought that. And uh, <laughs> and you you're also installing like that huge <laughs> slide that goes from the top of the ship, right? The big inflatable slide and the the pool in the back, which is like insane to have a huge pool like it's an inflatable i don't know you can explain it better than me but it's an inflatable pool and like lounge chairs around that drags behind the ship so it's like you're you've got like a huge swimming pool and then surrounded by the ocean <laughs> it's, it's really fucking cool yeah because in Maldives you don't need a pool inside the inside the ship because uh the water is always warm even at night you can get 29 degrees Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not necessary to have it inside the pool. So we have an inflatable pool with a plankton net underneath so nobody has to worry about. And also, especially when we do the children church, the parents are really happy that let the children be in the pool uh, inside that uh, floating uh, sun lounge or something so that uh, they, they have no worries that they will be drifted away. And then a lot of people make a lot of fun in the pool. So uh, it looks like that's the most interesting part now on the boat, behind the boat, having <laughs> this uh, inflatable pool. So it's very, uh, very nice. And uh, as I was telling you before, that there's no other yacht, even though these super yachts coming here, who can do uh, itinerary and the program as we do in Maldives. So uh, we always go to the desert island, far away from the people. If you want the complete privacy, you can still make an itinerary a little bit far, far that you're not going to see any other people until you finish your trip. So <laughs> this is a good thing, especially when you do the, the yachting, then coming and staying on a resort like a friendly prison exactly i have a funny story i don't know if you were there for this but i'm sure you've heard it on the last trip we uh we docked on you know we dropped answer anchor close to one of the deserted islands like no trees it's one of these picturesque islands it's just a sandbar like uh you know no bigger than half of a football field and uh we we you know show up to the island me a few other guys and like 15 playboy models you know, all running around naked or topless. And then there's a couple who had a romantic, like, I don't know if it was a, a maybe an engagement dinner or possibly just a, uh, a, a it could have been a honeymoon or it could have been a, a um, an anniversary dinner. But Vitaly <laughs> takes like five of the girls, like naked girls, and he, he goes over to their area. <laughs> <laughs> And he, his plan was to try yeah, to get. I mean, this is, uh, this is, I was, I was there. And this is a public uh, location, so I mean, nobody can book those desert island as a private destination, right? right. Uh, but uh, before before I let the, the the girls and photographers go, in, I called them and I asked them 
Is it okay? So and they said, no, no problem. Come on, guys, come over. So that's the reason uh, we went in. Otherwise, we could have waited a little bit because, uh, you know, we, we also respect other people. But uh, we also have some areas we can cruise a little bit further. And there are no resorts, basically, and uh, no local agencies and so So uh, we do some trips over there. And it's very nice also area. Naturally, right? you don't see the... Uh, new construction or any artificial buildings or anything. So just, just nature, you know, just nature and uh, the or having fun over there. Yeah. You can set up big parties on the beach or on the yacht. Wherever we require it, so it's just good fun. Yeah. <laughs> and to finish the story, Vitaly tried to take the five girls over there and, and ask the uh, the man to swap for his wife, but. Uh... Their crew interrupted the, uh, <laughs> the the prank, and they never got to do it. But <laughs> it was pretty aggressive. <laughs> uh, but I know you also do. So you, the the diving boat is is super impressive, and uh, some of the guys who have come have done the dive. I've always been too much of a pussy to do the scuba dive. But you also do surf trips too, right? Yeah, we 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 have a um, uh, few surf trips as well, but most because. Mostly we do private charter trips, so even the surf trips are charter. Right, private, and, private. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. privately we do. I mean, there are some boats who is selling like room by room, but we don't do that for surfing. So we do uh, a lot of surf trips and also dive trips, different different kind of trips. I mean, with you guys, normally we do parties and more happening trips. But the other trips are also some adventurous trips, uh, like going from one island to one, another island. So that's why I said we are tailor-made charter yacht. So if anyone is uh, interested in doing anything which comes to their mind, which uh, we will do our best to organize. So how do if people are interested, how can they find out about you and contact you for for trips? Um, it's very easy that uh, that uh, people can directly contact from uh, our website www.azaliacruise.com. Or uh, they can start to give me a call or send me a message. And I'll post a link to the site um, below the podcast. Everyone will be able to just easily click on that. If anyone is interested in doing like crazy parties and and just having the week of your life, like there is no better vacation than than the Azalea. And I've trust me, I've done everything, and this is this is where it's at. <laughs> so awesome! Thanks so much, Shafaz, for for coming on the show and and uh, sharing some really interesting stories about life on the boat. Thanks for listening. If you want more, go to innerconfidence.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for the latest episodes.